Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, I'm the Vice President of the Odeo Podcast, Odeo Nation, Odeo Limited, Odeo Weekly, and all subsidiaries there in Fort Witch. With me today, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and say, Oh dear, is one Brett Rabel. No Nick Whitmer today. No Nick Whitmer. Hello, Christian. How are I like it. For some reason, it had NPR vibes. It did. I, I Halfway it, through, I was like, <laughs> You know what? Let's let's uh, let's do it differently. You know, how, like you you do a yeah. joke you've done a lot, and you're like, let's let me remember why it was funny and switch it up today. So today we're going to be talking about O.J. Simpson. It's like <laughs> <laughs> NPR voice, but with all we talk about. Yeah. Did he do it? Um, <laughs> we'll take some questions. <laughs> Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, uh, best movies, and. The late 1999, the late 90s, early 2000s. And yeah, yeah, the late 90s, early 2000s. And Christian why was it so sick? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, definitely the sickest time to be a man. <laughs> sickest time to be a man. It was, it was, because we didn't yet listen to women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear. This is all a joke. This is all comedically said. Of course. But it also is, that is true of that era. Yeah. In terms of like women, it's a bad thing, but we're, you know, pop culturally voiceless. Yeah. 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 There was like two, there was like, but even the ones who were huge were having miserable lives. Britney Spears was having a miserable life. Right. And the ones that were like, it is weird because they were also like, not to say it, like a part of it is one thing, but it's like they like they pose for Maxim as well. You know what I mean? They still pose for Maxim. Like they weren't like, no way, this is not right. Like Jessica yeah. Alba's like, yeah, I guess I should do that. <laughs> like, right, that's like, a good idea. Famous, like the the most in actresses. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, they were posing for Maxim. We were buying the magazines and then calling them sluts. <laughs> like, it's almost like unfair. Like, it's so you know weird. what I mean? Look at this fucking whore that I totally enjoy looking at. And I God. paid three seventy five for. Yeah. What a time. Those magazines talk about something that's gone the way of the dinosaur, man. I know. And how about just magazines in general? Magazines in general. Do you th- who Playboy stopped doing a print edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they stopped doing nudity too. Oh, really? It's just like, I mean, for a while they were like, you know, they would have these interviews that people would go like Playboy reported that John Hamm said on the set of Mad Men, he was, I don't know, horny. suffered anxiety or like some breaking yeah. story or like interesting insights and stuff. So their writers got kind of um, respected for a while and then they i think they thought like well you know maybe we can use that to keep selling magazines and then they were shortly out of business um. <laughs> listen we came for the tits we stayed for the yeah. in-depth reporting <laughs> it's like a tv show where they cut to like they cut to the boardroom he's like guys we don't have to do nudity anymore our articles are gaining so much traction we can be respectable journalists now and then it like cuts to them with the out of business sign in front of the playboy mansion <laughs> two it's weeks the, later it's the, yeah the spongebob two weeks later <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious yeah they well there was also like it's it kind of is emblematic of that 
that gray area of feminism in terms of like, was it empowering to be like, I'm naked and posing and this is my body or is it also feeding into this flat view of women as the most important thing about them is their sexuality. It's weird. That's a weird, I mean, yeah, it's that gray area of the, like, it's sometimes it feels like mental gymnastics. And then sometimes I don't know. It's like a good point. I, I, like, I don't know. I I really don't know. I Um, do. I'm the sole arbiter. (laughs) Me, Brett Rabel, then the sole arbiter of feminism and race relations. If you didn't. Right. No, you are right. It, 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 it's like, is, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can see both sides. Yeah. I, I, I'm not really sure because like when Rihanna does it, it's empowering or Beyonce does it. It's like empowering. And then I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to, what to make of it. I guess if you choose to do it, then it's empowering. If that's uh, probably a little bit of it is like it's empowering if you had something else going on. Yeah. If yeah. you could be doing something better, then they're like, oh, wow, that's very empowering. But if not, maybe yeah. not as much. Right. Yeah. I don't really even know because it's like also if you said like Maxim gave me two million dollars. Oh, yeah. Do a spread like that. People would be like, people, I guess the argument could be made like get the bag but also it's like well you took off your clothes for money right Not maxim but like playboy or whatever back in the day but it's also interesting like it is kind of a bummer that everyone is we're all our own publishing companies yeah like everyone is their own like there was an era of these institutions had more power and there's something that is good and be, or beautiful about like yeah. yes anyone can publish in and let's if we're talking about like modeling like Modeling is now all on Instagram. Like, yeah. you know, I'm very big in the modeling community. Um, um, and mm-hmm. it's all, it's oh, no, but it's all on Instagram. So what is the point of one of those magazines when, I mean, because they survived po- some of internet porn. I really think it was Instagram that did it in more than internet porn. There weren't really yeah. porn. I mean, they were, they were porn when they started mm-hmm. and then they became... They did. You are right. They did have that cultural pastiche. Is that even a word? Yeah, I think that's a. And you know what I'm saying. Panache. Panache, whatever (laughs) it is, that cultural clout. Yeah. Mixed with, you know, (laughs) photos of, you know, hot actresses and singers and whatever. And then Instagram came out and it was like, what's the point? What's the point of this? But it's nice to look at a photo of a naked chick and not have likes underneath it. Yeah. And and not see and not see Nick Whitmer liked. I'm like, you lonely bastard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you never want to see what your friends are like liking in that way. Like you see You were trying to get noticed out of yeah. one of eleven thousand. I've done it. I've done it, bro. I threw a like out and gone, hey, yeah. maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to be the commenter. Uh, mm. the commenter is bad. It's like Oh God. The ones who are like, You're such an angel. Like, ah, I, I even, I, that's bad. I even think it's worse when the model, you know, knows how to manipulate the algorithm. So they ask a really pedestrian, boring question. That's mm. like, it's them on a beach posing, you know, topless, but then they're like, what's your favorite day of the week? 
and like have you seen that shit and guys are like no. friday easily like they, <laughs> they they do that what's your favorite yeah. color green yeah it's farming right karma yeah. farming or karma you know, farming social yeah like farming or whatever but yeah i know it's it's uh it's pretty savvy and they fall for it every time so uh oh god do you have oh no i was just saying i used to do that joke i don't even know if it's on the album or not but like the one about i saw an instagram he's so cool doesn't even know what's on his album Uh, i know dude dude, i'm like whatever like i don't care don't even bring it up number (laughs) one number it went number one but it's all good yeah you know itunes whatever like god stop talking about it um um but that I used to do that joke where it's like uh, I saw an Instagram model and she was it was a picture of her and her dog in bed. It wasn't sexy at all. And then some dude in the comments wrote, "Oh, I wish I was that dog." And I'm like, "She's not gonna fuck the dog. Like, <laughs> why would you want to be the dog?" <laughs> That's so funny. You know who I talked to last uh, a week ago? Hmm. A famous uh, Lisa Ann. You, you know oh Lisa- yeah, I saw that. You were you know, on her podcast, right? I was on Lisa Ann's podcast. Anybody, any yeah. guy who doesn't, who says they don't know who that is, is dude, <laughs> I've, I've told, it. I've told a few people about it, and they're like, oh, when men go, like, who's that? I'm oh, like, shut the, fuck shut up. up, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, for the women out there, yes. uh, and maybe some monks who listen to mm-hmm. this podcast, um, Tibetan monks who don't use internet. Lisa Ann is honestly one of, if not the most famous Famous. and successful porn star in the history of that industry. Certainly up there. She's now, she now is retired from the game. Um, She parlayed her porn career into a successful radio show. She's super into sports. I think she hosted a talk radio show on Sirius X Sports Talk for like seven, eight years. Um, you know, she's written a book. She's also a very like outspoken advocate for, you know, porn safety and stuff. I only say these things so that people also view her as a very, you know, complex person who has a lot yeah. going on and not just like, Oh, you got fucked on camera for money. Yeah. She is certainly more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, one of the questions like I did her mailbag segment that was, um, Basically, if you want to know how she found out about me, a friend of mine uh, messaged her and she liked some of my comedy and decided to have me host her mailbag. Her mailbag is where she reads questions that people on the Internet emailed her and seeing you can probably guess she gets some weird questions. Of course. Um, I don't know if that's that big of a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, one of them, one of the, <laughs> I, que- bet, I bet most yeah. of the questions are like, will you suck it? Like, like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like it, it was, this was one thing that came up. Someone just wrote, Hey, like they weren't like rude or disrespectful, but they just said, Hey, I'm going to be in New York for the marathon in like a month and a half. I'd love to go out for dinner or cocktail drinks. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. And I'm like, I know you're respectful, but like, do you really think the, like, what do we really think this woman who has almost negative amounts of trouble getting a date? Yeah. Like <laughs> the one, the easiest thing in her life to yeah. get is probably a date. She right. is a, a very attractive woman. She's very successful. She knows folks. 
Yeah. She's not folks going know her. to folks. <laughs> <laughs> folks know her. She's not going like, ah, man, if only yeah. some man would email me. Right. To yeah. maybe just grab a drink. So I almost even, I almost think it's, I know the whole shoot your shot mentality, but sure. not in that way. You don't yeah. yell. You know, if I saw Rihanna getting into a limousine, I wouldn't be like, yo, Rihanna, real quick, do you want to like go out? Like, yeah. come on, let's do it. Um, so I, so I asked her, I just was like, how many of these emails of that nature? Like, do you want to go out or some form of that? Do you get, you'd guess her answer. 98%. No, no. Like in numerically oh, per numerically? day, go per day. Per how day? many oh. ru- emails ru- uh, propositioning her for a date or some form of, you know, probably contact at least a thousand a day. Wow, dude, you nail it. She said like a thousand a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this woman gets asked on a date. A it's because thousand I send times. a thousand emails a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. I because, you know? Because, you know, because guys think because she's did that, they're like, well, I mean, they're, they're so sold on the fantasy that like, they always want to that they're like, right. I mean, clearly she's just waiting around for some, so like, why don't I just go for it? Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Is like, because she had sex, she now like, that's like all she's about. And like, totally, yeah. could, you know, I don't know. Like, I even feel like it's probably hard for her, even when she just like does like a radio show with like yeah. so on someone else's that like, there's every guy is like in the back of his head that like, like you know, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, I get it. You know, so, you know, I ho- I'm hoping she asked me out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But it went well. Yeah, it was a fun show. Did you get to promote Brett coin? I did. She yeah. it went really well. I was actually really happy with how the segment went. I always tell people. You know, we did our podcast. It was, I was via Zoom. It was like 20, 25 minutes, um, mm-hmm. the mailbag segment. And, but I don't like to say I did our podcast. I like to say, like, uh, we shot some stuff together. <laughs> of course. <laughs> me and, me and, yeah. We, yeah, me and Lisa Ann did a scene together. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it Amazing. just sound like, oh, wow. Oh, Brett. wow. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> I didn't know you were, you were doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that now. But she, she liked, uh, I'm, what was cool is she liked, uh, I think the segment went really well. We had good chemistry, uh, like, you know, and, uh, so she's going to have me back, I think as a full guest, like the, the main guest of the episode. Sure. Um, which would be awesome because I, she's a big freaking deal, man. She is pretty famous. She's very famous and, uh, yeah, man. So. You know, I mean, we'll see if, you know, pop it the question. Be... <laughs> You're like, so now that I've done your show twice, um, <laughs> how about now? Um, it would be funny to like hang out with her and then just see like a bunch of people try to not recognize her. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. It's <laughs> a bunch so of guys funny. just trying to pretend they don't know who she is. I know. It's so funny. It's so funny. I think, um, um, what was I going to say? I forget. There needs to be a podcast called, what was I going to say? And it's six <laughs> minutes. I'm just, 
kind of forgetting the joke or the thought you had. Yeah. Setting up a long joke and they go, ah, I almost, ah, ah never mind, never mind. But you know anyway, what? I, next week. <laughs> you know what? I, this is it. You know what I want to ask her? Huh? She said I was a great guest, and I want I want to get her on camera saying, "I'm the best she's ever had." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've I've had them all over the world, <laughs> and Brett's the best one. Just so I could say, Lisa Ann quotes the best I've ever had, Brett right. Rabel. and I'm like, I, I mean, that's the quote. <laughs> that's just what she said. I don't know. Nice. Oh, so, good for you. Yeah. New. Uh, Anyway, now we're done talking about doing a porn stars podcast. How's your child? Uh, he's good. He's two months and uh, he's good. He's like almost sleeping through the night, which is like an amazing. Uh, he wakes up once in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. to feed. And yeah. then he goes to bed until like six. Now he's starting to get up at seven, which is amazing. That's that awesome. Little, that one hour difference is so so amazing like you people always go like parenting so hard it's like yeah because you're always tired like mm. you could be a phenomenal parent if they just slept <laughs> at normal hours right right are you worried your kid like is gonna turn out like chet hanks or something <laughs> well i'm constantly on the lookout for something that could mess him up now you know what i mean like i don't want to like i don't know hold him too tight and then it becomes into like bdsm or something you know what i mean like <laughs> Like something weird. I, I just don't want like any weird random. I, I guess I'll return the ball gag I got him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, to be a Chad Hanks, there's a lot of there's a lot of ingredients to that cocktail that have to happen. Like, I mean, but Chad Hanks himself is not. Um, That's his comedy special, Chad Hanks himself. himself. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know what that that Bill Cosby's most Bill famous Cosby. special is called himself. Um uh but that's not a unique person. You know what I mean? The the white guy who like really becomes into hip hop and like to the point where he's like speaking in a Jamaican accent kid, but yeah. he comes from a pretty well-to-do family. It is that where he come it is a unique person given where he comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And the circumstances are even more unique since his dad is like one of the most famous people on the planet, literally iconic person. Like but, that, that's how, you know, it's a, Tom Hanks is America's uncle, shitty father. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I know we love him and he's been so good in countless things, but his other kid seems normal though. The, the other one that's an actor. But that's because he went into the family business. Yeah, I guess so. So he was around his dad and, you know, that's 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 my conjecture at the least. I had a joke that I tried for the longest and I couldn't I, I couldn't really make it work about like Tom Hanks is like just like ubiquitously like the nicest guy ever. Right. Like he's just known as say, like yeah. the nicest. Dude. I actually I remember I was talking to this dude um who worked on Broadway. He was like a stage hand, like a technical guy backstage. And he was like, um, Oh, I was like, Oh, what plays you work on? He's like, Oh, like all of them. And I was like, Oh wow. really? He goes, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. I work with all those actors and stuff. And he was like, Russell Crowe. I was like, Oh, you work with Russell Crowe. He's like, Shh. he's like such a dick. He's like the worst guy, blah, blah, blah. 
And then he's like, um, Catherine Heigl or somebody who's like, yeah, she's a bitch. Uh, like just going through the names and then he is like oh i i saw that show with luck uh tom hanks lucky guy he goes tom hanks tom hanks is the nicest guy i've ever met <laughs> like, <laughs> jesus even just like a stage hand i know it's oh. just like oh man he's like he's the nicest person ever and um uh, yeah, a stagehand who has nothing nice to say about any other actors right, still right. goes Tom Hanks is the shit. So I was like, man, like he never, there's not even a picture of him like flicking off somebody or something, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't get, but and my my rationale for this bit was like, you know, we're all human. We all get yes. overtired or over hungry and cranky and like he can't slip. You know what I mean, so there's got to be, <laughs> so there's got to be like one night a year where he just locks himself up like a werewolf and goes, whatever you hear in this room, don't open it up, and just has like, you just see hookers go in and blow, and then like for some reason a chainsaw you hear outside of the room. His like, own personal purge. Yeah, yeah, he just like takes a night to be wild Tom Hanks. Was he not on the Epstein's flight log or anything? You know? <laughs> I, I mean, half kidding. Yeah, I know, really. But, but half, uh, he's in those communities. I mean, he strikes me as a guy that hangs out with the Clintons, probably. That's true. Definitely plays ball with the Clintons. So, um, you know what? Here, you want to hear an interesting thing? Uh, I can tell you about my weekend. I had some interesting yeah. conversations. I went to Nashville for okay. a friend's oh, wow. wedding. Did a stand-up show, um, and. Uh, yeah, I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which uh, oh, nice. country music is like boxing. They both used to be these really respected institutions that now have kind of devolved into commercial schlock. Yeah. Um, but we also have like a weird appreciation for them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like old stuff, like the new stuff no one cares about, but like Muhammad Ali, oh, Dolly dude, Parton and Willie Nelson – Beloved figures, like iconic, revered people. Boxing has that too. You know when I think boxing started to slip, and I don't. This is all like I know shit about boxing, but yeah, Muhammad Ali, literally one of the most iconic Americans, straight up, like in our top, I would say twenty. Um, then you have like. I think it was around like the George Foreman grill era was just (laughs) like, once we saw boxers do other shit, we're like, like, what the fuck? And like, you know, but Tyson's kind of always been loved. I don't know. Tyson's kind of the last one that anybody even like followed up with. Like, I guess Mayweather, but like, I mean, there's only like room for one big boxer, you know, like Mayweather and Pacquiao, I guess. But like, who else do you know in boxing? Like nobody knows who the Logan Paul literally yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Logan YouTube star, Paul who pees in like the Japanese gravesite or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And just fights random people. He was on Monday night raw last night and he got booed out of the building. Oh, uh, he'd be such a great, he probably had an absolute he, blast. I mean, he, he was on WrestleMania and then he, uh, he did a little bit, took a stunner, took a great stunner by the way. And then awesome. he came back like this week and uh, he got booed. <laughs> now that they have fans back, they booed him out of the arena. That's awesome. I bet he had the time time of his life. Yeah. I mean, 
Unless he's like completely tone deaf and doesn't know that he's the biggest heel in the world. No, uh, he plays the heel in life. And yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so Nashville. So Nashville Country Music Hall of Fame. First off, you get to the Country Music Hall of Fame and um, you have to get in an elevator to go to the museum. Like, I guess it's on the it starts on the third floor. Yeah. And there's an elevator attendant and she goes, just so y'all folks know, it's, uh, you know, this elevator is bumpy. Um, so just be aware. And it does make me laugh that even the Country Music Hall of Fame's elevator is like an old dirt road. <laughs> does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even the elevator shaft's an old country road. Take it be home. So, um, oh, but she said something that was like accidentally hilarious, mm. which was, and y'all folks, she, she goes, and y'all folks, if you uh, take a left out of the elevator, there are the bathrooms. And please feel free to take as many pictures as you'd like. And that's how it came across. Literally, that's the sentence. (laughs) And that's how it came across. Like she connected the two and she obviously meant go to the bathroom and then also at at the museum, (laughs) take as many. But it came across as like, hey, just go wild (laughs) with your camera and the John. Yeah. Yeah. You see, if you see a stall, just jump on top. Just start saying cheese and um but it's really it's really weird because you walk out, the first thing you see is black and white photo, like nineteen like tens or whatever, nineteen hundreds, I don't know. And just that look of like a true to form original originations of country. Yeah. The thing to its left is a muse- is a exhibit devoted to Martina McBride. Yeah. Which I just go, how the fuck did Martina McBride get the first? And it's so poor, like the first thing you see, the uh, first, literally, like see, it's poorly, it's poorly oriented. Right. See, I, I like, I kind of, I think I know the name Martina McBride, but that's I, exactly right. You know, her song, her most famous song is been played on Fox news for four decades. <laughs> it's let freedom ring. Let the white bells sing. Let no. the whole world. Let me do three minutes. Keep going. <laughs> Hold on. Well, keep you, going. you would, you know, the song, you know, sure. the song, uh, but that's the thing is she's not, I think she's pretty beloved in country, but she is not not Hall of Fame worthy. I think she might be in it, but she's not crazy famous. The song is Independence Day. Um, So she had a very successful career. Anyway, it just made me go like, how the fuck? And why is this next to the originations of country? She was came out in like the 80s or 90s. Um, But it's all about liberty and, you know, people who people like that kind of stuff. They, I love, I love independence, man. People love uh, the country. I love my freedom. I love, I love, I love my freedom. Um, it was one of those things that I'm like, am I a follower? Cause like in the museum, I wasn't wearing a mask. Cause like, I didn't want people to think I was a bitch. So yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was already wearing a shirt that said chess is life. So <laughs> it's you really? bright pink. Yeah. Um, amazing. And, uh, 
The third floor is old country. Yeah. And well, the, why is that on the third floor? Well, it's, that's where you start. Okay. You start on the third floor. Okay. I just don't want to make sure we're not, you know. I thought maybe they were trying to attract the younger younger generation. You start off with Martina McBride <laughs> to get the kids in. That's the thing. It's like has one – It's there's just one errant Martina McBride section. And yeah. then if you go on the right wall, it's all that old country. Right. And old country is – so much different from new country. It's really all the names are so they're all like working class name generators, but it's yeah. not, but it's all sincere. Chuck it's all, Myers. yeah, dude, it's all like Merle Haggard and the tin yeah, can boys. It's uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? Bozzy Osden and the <laughs> shoe shine gang. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they're all, they all are literally like dirt haggard. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Jones and the slave owners. <laughs> like whatever <it> is. <laughs> Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah. oh, <laughs> Jim Crow and the redlining gang. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Crow and the water fountain boys. <laughs> oh, oh, gee. Oh, no. oh dear. White Waterton. <laughs> White Waterton and the White Whats. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then the second floor, it's so, it's all that like, it's like glam country. It's like that commercial country that, yeah. um, you know, American has its Idol place. Country. American Idol country. It has its place, but boy, is it less. I don't know. It's just less. I like. I watched one of the old videos. They had a small exhibit, and it was Merle Haggard doing an impression of Johnny Cash. Uh huh. And you know, oh, uh, and then Johnny Cash then walked out, and this yeah. live audience just went. Oh, oh, yeah. And even I, as like watching this video from the probably seventies or shit, whatever, yeah. I would even I was like, this is electric. Yeah. And, and I just had a real sense of like God. Damn it, showbiz used to be more fun. God damn yeah. it, it used to be more fun. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm watching, you know, an icon and Merle Haggard is pretty damn famous. Some people keep that spirit alive. Like whenever you go to like a Dave Chappelle show, he has like these special guests from like not mm. not even necessarily comedy. Like we went and saw him and he's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Stewart, and everybody goes, Wow, that's insane. And then yeah. the next one was like, ladies and gentlemen. John Mayer and you're like oh he shit like who thought they were going to see John Mayer that night yeah, um, yeah. and that's yeah you know I'm, I'm not even a, I was never a John Mayer guy but I was like holy shit this is cool like yeah um, it's just that weird like rat pack type of hey you want to go out and do a couple songs like this person who just showed up right just famous guys who yeah. are friends because they you share that unique experience of being yeah bonkers famous like i heard a story about i think it was on howard stern he was interviewing jimmy fallon and he was talking to jimmy fallon about how they were at a party at like steve martin's party and then steve just asked jimmy fallon to do some songs and he just did that i'm like the like it's just so that's insane like that's so weird to like if 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 i was at a party and like Steve Martin's like, hey, Christian, do some jokes or something. I'd be like, I, I can't do it. Like, I don't really <laughs> want to do that, man. Don't make me do that. But Jimmy Fallon's just like, all right, fuck it. 
I'll do some impressions. But music is way different. Oh, if it you did impressions, that's different. But if it's music, it's way different. Yeah, that's true. It's way different. Have, you don't have to be that good at a party. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to be like, okay, I have to be listening. Right. Like yeah. you can kind of hear the song and it's good and talk a little. Yeah, that's true. And it's and it's normal. Yeah. John Mayer. Side note on this journey, he is definitely in that class of celebrity that we formerly called gay that was actually just <laughs> banging every like yeah you know that we were like yeah. we were like homophobic toward men having the most sex in the world yeah you know that thing where John yeah. Mayer's gay Leo was gay Bieber yeah. was gay dude they hang out with so many girls dude obviously they're gay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's yeah i uh i probably talked about it before but i've always i said my generation owes an apologies to nsync we called them Mm. gay all throughout high school and now every single anytime you turn on one of their songs everybody in the everybody wherever you are is singing it karaoke or every guy of my age is singing that song so as a generation of 2000s era males i'm sorry we're Definitely sorry we a, called you gay because there's nothing worse, yeah, right? Except, <laughs> except Lance Bass. We were, yeah, we that's were right. true. <laughs> that's what we meant by that yeah. by that casual homophobia. <laughs> yeah. We were like, we, we actually think he is homosexual, and we yeah. want to embrace that. Um, that's so funny, man. Yeah, um, you know who I have this theory. Can I tell mm-hmm. you my theory about Marvin Gay? Yeah, obviously his last name is Gay. Mm-hmm. But then he went on to have probably the most successful cinch R&B career of all. I feel like it was like him getting back at all of his bullies. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I'm gay. Guess what? You're going to hear my voice every time you have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gay now, bitch? <laughs> he puts like little subliminal stuff in the song. Like, mother, mother. Who's gay now? Of you cry. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'm here. Bet your dick's getting softer. Cause <laughs> let's get it on. Oh, let's get it on. Shrink, motherfucker, shrink. <laughs> yeah, he's just single out one bully. Take that. Take that, Michael Ryan. Hoskinson. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Can I talk about one thing, uh, a wrestling thing, because it's, <laughs> because it's the biggest thing that's happening. All right, let's wrestling. wrap it up. We'll plug yeah. it. <laughs> what do you, what do you want to No, Go, of course. It's always funny to hear you talk about wrestling. Well, just because it's literally the biggest thing that's happened in the past. Here's why years. it's okay. Cause we indulge your interests more than we indulge mine. Anytime yeah. I start, anytime I talk about indie rock, I have about three minutes. <laughs> we give you, we give you these 25 minute spans. We ask yeah. follow up, but I think it's also because it's easier to make jokes about wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Than it yeah. is indie rock. So, yeah, of course, Julian more, Casablancas isn't like, it doesn't lend himself to comedy unless it's not as, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the biggest wrestling story of the year is on us, is upon yes. us. It, it happened on last Friday. CM Punk came back to wrestling. He's, uh, it, the best way I could say it is if you don't understand, CM Punk has, effectively become the Dave Chappelle of wrestling. Really? Like, uh, mythical? Yes. Because like Dave like, is the only, one of the only myth 
ish like myth feeling celebrities. He really in the in the world of wrestling he had because he left WWE at the height of his like at the height of his popularity. He walked out because of like oh my uh, god an undiagnosed MRSA infection and like just being fed up with the way that companies run. And then MRSA said, is what? Uh, MRSA. It's like a, a viral infection. Um, is pretty it serious. serious? Yeah, okay. it's pretty serious. You could die from it. Okay. Um, but they, they didn't treat it or whatever. So he left. Yeah, wrestling then, didn't cover the treatment. <laughs> yeah, go figure. <laughs> so this, he left. This per, he, he was a permalancer. That's what yeah. they're called. <laughs> I know, really. I mean, that's exactly it. It's exactly it. And like, so, okay. And he, he, his influence is so that like, then afterwards, like anytime somebody had like a staph infection, that's what it's, it's a staph infection. So anytime somebody had a staph infection, they would like publicize it and publicize how much they were doing about it. They're like, Ryback has a public as a staph infection and he's going to need a week off. We'll see you later, Ryback. And like they the, the WWE. Notices. Oh, my God. They're like, yeah, we brought we bought John Cena ibuprofen at right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, yeah. you're not so acting like we gave him a lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he left and, um, he swore like, he's like, I'm done with wrestling. I'm never coming back. Fuck this place. In what but year? 2014. Ish. Oh, okay. 2014. The big thing about him was he, in 2011, he did this whole promo where he basically like ran down the company at a time when like nobody did that. He oh. kind of went he sort of went off script, quote unquote, off script, and uh, just ran down the company, being like, "This company's sh- like shit. Um, it's run by idiots. Investment man should be a billionaire, but he's too like he lets his stupid kids run the fam- run the business." And uh, he it, said he should be a billionaire. He should be a billionaire, but he's a millionaire because uh, he lets idiots it. run his company. God damn it, CM! That was that was <laughs> that was, that was, that was the, the one. Mi- that was the one misstep. Vince McMahon was about to sign the billionaires' pledge, in which all billionaires vow to I give know. over half their assets to charity when they die. And after that promo, Vince was like, "Never again." Never fuck you, punk. Um, but anyway, so he left. So he left under the circumstances in 2014. Vowed to never return to wrestling and now wow. there's a, so there's a new company called aew oh i've heard of this one you've talked yeah, about it it's run by uh the owners of the jacksonville jaguars so mm. he has billions of dollars to spend on this company and it's actually like it's the only company that's been like a legitimate i i can't even say threat to wwe because they're just they're like disney so it's like it's not really a threat but like a viable alternative yeah has like finally it, yes. emerged and uh, he's from Chicago. A big business viable alternative, not yeah. just like some local local stuff. And he's from Chicago, and like he's whenever he has he's he's just a hometown dude. He's so proudly from Chicago, and mm-hmm. they did this like awesome thing where they didn't announce that he was coming. But oh, it kinda, so much better! It kind of leaked that he was going to be like he had signed to AEW, and they they made a big deal going like we're going to be in Chicago. It's called the we're calling it the first dance, like Michael Jordan, the last dance. But he's like, we're wow. calling it the first dance. We're going to Chicago and you never know what could happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's little teasing. John Mayer and Dave Chappelle come <laughs> out. It's fucking cool. Not what I expected. I know. And it's so funny because they were like, dude, if they, if they, if they tease this and CM Punk doesn't come out, they're burning that building to the ground. Like oh, it's, that- <laughs> those fans will fucking go nuts. 
That they're yeah, yeah, yeah. You never they're trying they're doing like puns on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not punking you <laughs> <laughs> that this is must yeah. see M television. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, so um and one guy like every week somebody would do like a different tease. Like one guy his whole thing was like he would call himself the best in the world, so somebody would go like if you think you're the best in the world, show up in Chicago or whatever. And then somebody was wearing a uh, chick magnet t-shirt. So CM. And then they wore a cookie monster t-shirt CM. So uh, like it, it just they, became this like, whole thing. They're, they're QAnoning it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the point where people are like, dude, if they fucking don't deliver it, they're they're It's over. It, they, they would, that actually, that really could, that would lose the company so yeah. much like trust or fans and everything. I really want to play the audio of it because um, maybe I have my phone somewhere, but like the audio is insane of the fans going ape shit. Yeah. Damn. I'm bummed. I didn't know about this. Cause on the flight back, um, from Nashville, yeah. um, there was, I was sitting next to a father and his son about, uh, and they had wrestling belts. Like they, Oh really? They were coming from Vegas um and uh oh they were coming from vegas so they were they were at SummerSlam because that they was were at, yes SummerSlam was uh, i mean they i'm sure they knew yeah so hold on let um, me see all right dude it's a it's a full arena they sold out the like the united center in uh in chicago like literally where the bulls play Dude, that actually, I wonder if WWE is hearing that going, oh, this is actually, this is actually kind of scary. Well, I mean, they, they kind of should because they just fired so many people. They, they, they just had like this huge list of like firings that they did, including like really, really top people. Like the number one merch seller just got fired. Who? You're like, Bad Bunny? <laughs> no, no. Brett, but Brett he White. is. He but was, he is. yeah, he certainly was. FYI, uh, I know my shit. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it was a guy named Bray Wyatt. He sold, he, his character was like a horror boy. movie villain. Like, he had like a, J, not Jason, like Freddy Krueger. He almost looked like a it kind of deal. But anyway, here's the thing. This, this is how crazy this thing was. And like, you talked about like uh, Johnny Cash coming out to like crazy applause. Like, listen yeah. to this. Can you hear that? Yeah. And he comes out to cult of personality by living color, but he used to. And like, fucking insane. So they know. Yeah. There's some people know Christian's looking at the screen, and <laughs> there's footage of him looking at his own son. And he didn't smile or glow as much. Yeah. <laughs> so is he coming out? This is pre him coming out. Yeah. And that is. Yeah, he's out now. So he's, so he's out. The place just erupts, and the it's play, like, and you how would long? Think like, yeah. Sorry. How long you would was think the, the rock came out or something? Oh, dude, it's like it goes for like four minutes. Four minutes he, of cheering. It's four minutes of just fucking insane joy cheering. There's people. There's like famously now like a dude and the, they got a shot of a guy crying. In the stands, <laughs> but it meant a lot to people. But the, the that's okay. Saying, yeah, 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 I'm not making he, fun of him. It's it's cool left, to have interest. 
But it's like very similar to Chappelle. Like he left because he was like, this isn't, the situation isn't right. Money's not everything. Fuck you. I'm walking. And then he made his return and people are like, he, he's like a folk hero now for right. a, sticking with his principles and whatever. It's weird that like, there's like a guy, his gimmick is that he's just himself. You know what I mean? He's like a, his gimmick is basically like, he's a dude who fucking just stands up for whatever, I guess, whatever he thinks is right and sticks to his guns. I wish that they would have had him come out and scripted him to be the heel. Because yeah. <laughs> it would have been impossible. Yeah, fuck all you backwater pieces yeah. of shit. They're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Dude, you just got a seven minute pop, you <laughs> dick. Who did he fight? I mean, how do you be a heel on that? Yeah. No, he, he, he just came out and said, so and so, I'll see you at the next pay per view. We're gonna have a oh, fight. Oh, that's smart. Because don't 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 have so, him fight yet. Yeah, exactly. Don't muddy been, it up. D- don't muddy it up. So he just came out and said, "What's up?" Yeah, people I went mean, wild. People went crazy. He's he um he would sit down and talk like he would do uh, Indian style sitting and like and you know do a promo or whatever in WWE. Just him sitting down in that crisscross applesauce style. Fucking people went crazy just for that. Like, it's just insane. I don't know. Well, here I don't we know go. If that was interesting to anybody who doesn't. No, I know it is. Booker T has a bad take about CM Punk's first AEW promo. All right, what does Booker T have to say? Uh, here we go. CM Punk came back and he had ten full television minutes to go out there and make his point as far as CM Punk being back. But CM Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That right there was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned. I get get that. He struck out. No, that wasn't a strike. I get what he's saying because he came out there and be like, if he's like, I, I had to leave wrestling because of my health and blah, 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 whatever. I had to leave the place that got me sick in the first place. And he, he alluded to it. He never outright said it, but CM Punk's return is emblematic of white privilege. No, that's not a real thing, is it? That's not a real take. I just wanted to say something that I was like, that would be so amazing if, if uh, you know, Jezebel decided to write about that. <laughs> amazing. Wow. Wow. So you're, are you, do you prefer AEW than to WWE? I do because it's like, um, I I don't even know how to explain it. It's like one is like run by a 70 year old billionaire who micromanages everything. And the other is run by the wrestlers who are all, you know, in their twenties, thirties, some in their forties, but they basically come up with their own stuff and try to make the show entertaining to them. Not to, you know, not to, uh, not what a 70 year old billionaire. You don't want the record executive making the records. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, but look at, yeah, really, <laughs> but it's not, it's like a, what TV show is, has the head writer is it's like a 70 year old billionaire. Like that's, it's not like, right. and if you did like the head of the network is, is the head writer, like what sh- that, that would actually be an amazing show. Ted Turner. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should let the head of ABC write one show by himself. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> and then just put it on, and he's like, "I know what what people want." Oh man! So, and then he I just mean, like has an a eye opening moment, and just lets everybody just have c- 
creative control on all their shows. That would, uh, that is, so I imagine AEW also part of their appeal, especially to hardcore wrestling fans is like, where are they owned by wrestlers too? Like, for, uh, uh, no, not owned, but like some of the executive EVPs are mm. like a couple of the EVPs are and they're like, they're in the sort of backstage role of administration and, you know, actually making storylines and shit like that. So wow. guess I'll have to check it out. Mm, you don't need to, but <laughs> it's, uh, you interrupted you like me. It, I was about to go, guess I'll have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not required viewing, but if you're a wrestling fan, it sure as hell is. It was a fucking sick moment. I was like, I was doing spots in the city and I had an eight ten in the midnight show and the show's on a 10. So like right after the 10 o'clock show, I was like, don't, I'm not looking at the internet. I don't want to see anything. I'm like in the street watching this thing. And when he comes out, I'm like, yes, in the street, <laughs> like next to some homeless dude. He's just like, I don't know. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, it was um, pretty sick. What uh, we could talk about. Um, this is something interesting I've started to see. Um, you know, it's, and I think it also is something about our time. I'm starting to see advertisements mm-hmm. for McDonald's careers. Does, okay. that make, does that make sense? Not ads to go, hey, go buy our chicken sandwich. Go yeah. eat our big Come Mac. work. Literally the ads say yeah. they're like, they're like billboard. They're like, come work for us. Like it, it, what, like what are we, what a stage of capitalism is this at where like the product that they're advertising is a job is a job because <laughs> that makes them money a, a lot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you believe all the labor shortage stuff, I mean, they got to do what they can to get people back on the uh, registers, right? Yeah. There's freeloaders yeah. taking all that free money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is like a, a fucked situation. I mean, now Amazon is opening up brick and mortars too. Yeah. They're like their plans on like a huge expansion into brick and mortars. This was always like this was bound to happen. Yeah. Like it's, it's so I I never thought I'd be like, oh, I miss Sears. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I what mean? What are they going to have there? Everything. That's <laughs> like, that's the thing. They just are they just it's like, it can't be sharper image. It can't just be yeah. like we, we sell scooters and three thousand dollar massage chairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't like. I bet they, I bet it's just a place. It's like the Apple store and they're going to have Amazon like geniuses or whatever. And they're going to, they're going to walk around with iPads and help old ladies buy stuff from Amazon. <laughs> That's, That's all it, it is. Like, you go to your house tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That'll you, be it. You go in to buy something online. Exactly. Yeah. And then no physical, no actual money that it's probably a cashless store. <laughs> they're like, just put your thumb right here. And uh, are you vaccinated? All right, cool, good. Uh, <laughs> a tracker's in. This is one thing I wanted to talk about, which, like, I was no. talking to Natasha about it. The vaccine, people are like, I don't want to get the vaccine because it's like going to track you. I was like, why would they tell you that? Like, why would they make it a voluntary thing? Why not just put it in the water? Like, <laughs> like, why go through all this trouble to inject you with a thing when they could just simply? You know, put it in any water source, make it yeah. uh, breathable, 
do all that. We're, I mean, we are all completely already all tracked. Yeah. Like everything is tracked and you are right. If they, if these institutions that be, they have all the power, they can do this yeah. shit. They Not can fuck that. kids. You, they can fuck kids for when face no pun penalties. Yeah, dude. I mean, they are the Clintons. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if they do that, but, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, they can remake you like based off all your Google history search. They can just like, they know all your preferences. They know all this stuff. They can just like put all your d- data into a robot and pretty much like effectively make, make all the choices you were going to make. This is how, and this, you know, this is an old Brett Rabel standby joke. This is how I know <laughs> my internet. Like, you know how your ads, they know you so well. Yeah. Dude, all of my ads are like horny milfs near you <laughs> and like local Asian singles want to date. I'm like, God, they know me so well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mine are all like uh, home appliances near you. <laughs> Hot, sexy dishwashers right in your area. <laughs> Hot, sexy dishwashers <laughs> in your area. <laughs> Yeah, but, microwaves uh, that want to be cooked. <laughs> these these kitchens are so naughty. Uh, I, I I have a couple stories to tell, but I want to tell them when we have video, man. And I, right I, I don't want to like you know. Don't these waste are, it. These are good stories. I can't waste them. I can't waste them on an audio only podcast <laughs> without the best part of our show. Right on. Well, I think what. I don't know if we'll be back next week, uh, but we, cause he's in baby mode, full baby mode as of now. But I think in probably like two weeks or so, we should all be back together and uh, let's doing just, what we love. Let's just tell what we're going to take the podcast. We'll take some stuff to the hospital so he can yeah. do it <laughs> in the delivery room. Oh dear. Go. Live, live coming to you from Cedar Sinai hospital. Yeah. <laughs> we bring guests. We bring like fans to watch live episode. Of, oh dear. Woo. <laughs> it's wrestling talk. Boo. <laughs> now, Sarah, what do you think? She's giving birth. <laughs> She's like drugged up. And, like, uh, I don't know. OJ watch. Did uh, what kind of what drugs do they give a woman giving birth? Do they give them like meta morphine? Epidural? No, not morphine. I think it's too whatever. Epidural, if you want it. Um, what is an? I honestly don't know what an epidural. It's drugs, but what is what kind? It basically just like they put it in your spine. It numbs your you know your your lower half, mm. so you don't feel anything down there. All you feel is like pressure, apparently. But yeah, it's just to. Is for the labor pain, mm. so you don't feel anything. Which is, um, I wonder if that drug will ever take <laughs> make, over America. Yeah, just we have an epidural epidemic. epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> All these fourteen-year-olds are just ah, oh, can't even feel anything in my spine. <laughs> I'm feeling loose, baby. I'm feeling so <laughs> stiff. <laughs> you see kids on the street laying. Like, get up, get a job. I can't. <laughs> Epidural. Hmm. Yeah, it's just to numb, numb the area down there. Hmm. And then when the delivery happens, you're just pushing, but you're not feeling the hmm. amount of pain. Um, That's what's up. That's yeah. What's up. And they give you other stuff, too. I'm not really, I don't remember exactly what. There was, like, one thing called Pitocin they gave us. 
Um, not us. I didn't take it. <laughs> that would be funny if they give me some too. <laughs> just like have a little bit, just for support. Come on, give me. How about a, give me a splash? Yeah. Well, they can't give you anything. Like I asked one of the nurses like afterwards, because I just had a headache, and I was like, um, I was like, you can't. I can't get any Tylenol here, can I? And she was just like, no. Like she gave me like she was like so rude about it too. I was like, like I was like, she's like, I'm a nurse, not a fucking drug dealer, you son of a bitch. Like, she just gave me such lip. <laughs> God damn, girl. I don't know. I just wanted a fucking ice aspirin. Yeah, you should have blown vape smoke in her face. <laughs> <laughs> With my vape pen that I have everywhere. I mean, whatever, dude. I was just fucking smoking. What the fuck? <laughs> the, the, the side thing on vapes. Vapes really are funny because they made every storefront had to buy a new sign that was like no smoking or vaping. <laughs> Everywhere in the country, it'd be like some fucking the eye roll. It's an eye roll sign. No smoke or vaping. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I think we can end it there. We did it. You got to go raise a kid. This yep. has been, oh dear, I'm Brett Raybold. Listen tomorrow, my podcast with Lisa Ann drops. It's the Lisa yes. Ann. The Lisa Ann Experience. Of course. Um, with Brett Raybould. Um, Brett Raybould's getting the full experience, if oh, you know what I mean. No, Lisa Ann. <laughs> no, no, not dude, at Lisa, all. <laughs> Lisa, no, no, Lisa Ann got the full Brett Raybould experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, we have tons of on-screen chemistry, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So that's coming out. Buy Brett Coin. Lots of things coming down the line for Brett Coin. I got booked to do, I'm doing a uh, Fox News radio. Nice. At some point. I That's was, awesome. I'm going to be doing Fox News radio. So I'm so worried. I'm just so worried everyone's going to think I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't necessarily only have Republicans, but That's yeah. right. Well, who cares, man? You're, getting, you're using their platform. It's all right. I'm using their platform to try and get race the movie made. Yeah, just... Um, just donate to abortion clinics or something. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> After you do it, you're good. Even it out. Uh, Balance out the scales. And then I'll make sure I tweet that I donated. Yeah, exactly. So that was know. that's always the funniest shit about sexual assaults and people are like I donated three hundred. They get accused of rape. I donated three hundred dollars to <laughs> Ray or whatever it's called. See, so now we're good. So we're even. Uh, Chrissy, go. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. My album, King Latifah, is available on all streaming platforms. So go check that out. All right. Anyway, guys, see you next week. See you in Bye. Look at my